This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. It was good for the prophet Daniel. It was good for the prophet Daniel. It was good for the prophet Daniel, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion, and it's good enough for me. It makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion, and it's good enough for me. It will take us all to heaven. It will take us all to heaven. It will take us all to heaven, and it's good enough for me. Well, give me that old-time. My dear friend, welcome once again to today's reflection. Today, we are on the topic, tomorrow is past. Tomorrow is past. It is said, yesterday is history, today is reality, and tomorrow a mystery. Despite the mystery and unpredictability about the future, with God, tomorrow is as certain as yesterday. Six months before Jesus' birth, his future mission was stated in the past tense. God has visited and redeemed his people. This can be found in Luke chapter 1, verse 68 and 69. Jesus was in the womb and his earthly ministry, death and resurrection lay in the future. Yet, his mission is written in the past tense. With God, the future is already history. He's already set things in motion to accomplish our hopes for tomorrow. Because of this, we can confidently face the future. Because our living Savior Jesus Christ has visited our tomorrow and has made it as certain as yesterday. There is a song by Bill Gaither which goes, Because he lives... I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. My name is Margaret Abebrese. Thank you for listening.
Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then, ask Him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Bell Dollabill. Wonderful people, I am Sandra Ahia, and with me here is our pastor Ebenezer Ankuma. Please, you are welcome. Thank you. Our lesson is captioned The Conversion of Cornelius. The Conversion of Cornelius. Before we get through the lesson, let's offer a word of prayer. Our most gracious and everlasting Father, we thank you for this blessed morning. King Jesus, we're here to learn and share a word with your people. Bless us as we can blessings unto others as well. Through our Son Jesus Christ, have we prayed with thanksgiving. May your will be done. Amen. The Convention of Cornelius. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right. It is written in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. Though these words to us are not the revolutionary, for them to have come from the mouth of Peter was an astonishing confession. We have to remember who Peter was, where he came from, and the attitudes that he had and still struggled with. No doubt, though, his presence with Cornelius helped him to see even more clearly the error of his ways and helped him to get a better picture of what God intended to do with the gospel message. As recorded in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 33, 
What did Cornelius say to Peter that showed that he understood, even despite so much ignorance, that following the Lord also means obeying him? Acts chapter 10 verse 33, the Bible says, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God, to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Yesterday we saw how um, God revealed unto Cornelius by his angel to send and call Peter to come. But as you know already, Peter was a Jew. And as at this time, the Jews were not in good terms with the Gentiles. And so for Peter to travel far to Cornelius and spread the gospel was something new to him. It was not what he was expected to do. So God had to do something extraordinary by that vision he had. And Peter learned from that vision that indeed God is no respecter of persons. Now, when we consider the text critically, Peter acted upon the advice he received from God. Cornelius was a very good Christian, let me put it that way, even though he had not learned the principles of Christianity. But when he had that vision from the angel, he acted upon that faith and immediately he sent for Peter telling us that Cornelius was an obedient child of God, even though he still had something he needed to learn. And you know, when he sent for Peter, he was ready to obey whatever commandment that comes from God to Peter unto him. So that is the basic lesson. He was ready to obey God no matter what happens. Thank you so much for what you just rendered to us. And I want to ask once again, as recorded in the book of Acts chapter 11 verse 14, it says that he will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. What does it say that shows us the need to spread the gospel, even to such godly men like Cornelius? As we have learned already, Peter was sent to Cornelius. And it will surprise you that um, the Jews who did not hear of Peter going, who did not go with Peter and saw what happened. In Acts chapter 11, they contended with Peter because they were not in support of what he did. He was not allowed to speak to the Gentiles, but Peter went and spoke to them. And let's remember, when you read Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 to 16, it tells of the weakness of Peter even in connecting with the Gentiles. But when he was convinced, he went with some few men, about six of the Jews, and they all saw what happened. God pouring the Holy Spirit upon the Gentiles, and they also receiving the Holy Ghost. And now when Peter returned, the other Jews who had not seen what had happened contended with him. They, they wondered why Peter should travel that far of getting to Cornelius, who is a Gentile, and spreading the good news to him. But Peter took his time, and through the experience, the vision he had, he expounded unto them, and they all realized that, indeed, God is no respecter of persons, as we have learned. From every nation, whoever receives the word of God and is willing to obey, God is also ready to welcome him. Peter allowed himself, and through that God taught him a lesson that no matter where we are coming from, he is ready to save us just as he saved Cornelius. So we shouldn't be partial when it comes to preaching the gospel. Wherever God wants us to go, 
we are to go with a message. The people may not be Christians. They may not be from our tribes. There may be some differences between us. But as long as it is a call of God to go, they are expected to hear the words of God from our mouth. Thank you once again. Dear friend, if you just joined us, it is Valley View Radio 97.7. And what we're looking at today is the conversion of Cornelius. And as we have seen, Cornelius was a Gentile who feared God. Though he still had a lot to learn, nevertheless his fasting, his praying and his giving of alms all revealed a heart open to the Lord. And thus, when the time was right, God worked miraculously in his life. How can we compare the life of Cornelius to our life in these early years? As we have read from Acts chapter 10, Cornelius was a devout man. He was a very good Christian. Let me put it that way. Even though he was not a Jew, he had learned of the good and the weightiest matters of the law. And you know, in Romans chapter 2, verses 14 to 16, Paul tells us that for when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are law unto them, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness. And so from this we realize that even though Cornelius had not received the law as the Jews had, he was ready to obey God by nature, and by that his good deeds was seen by God, and he was rewarded for that. But one thing we also need to learn is that we all have some things to learn. Cornelius, when you read the account, when Peter got to him, he bowed down to worship him. But the Bible forbid us worshiping any other being apart from God himself. So you realize that even though amid his good deeds, he still needed to learn certain things. Just as we all are, we don't have a perfect understanding of everything in our world we need to humble ourselves and whenever the opportunity comes to us we must make good use of it and learn something new amen indeed the good lord bless us as we have listened to this wonderful words the conversion of cornelius it just we looked at shall we bow down our heads in prayer father we want to thank you so much for the wonderful words given us indeed you have entrusted into our hands a sacred work of preaching the gospel we are so much happy we want to thank you so much for that father we are weak we yearn to do this work but we always find it difficult this morning we ask for strength from above that may you strengthen us so that we can proclaim the good news of salvation and draw all men unto yourself. I want to commit our works this day unto your hands. May you protect us in our going out and in our coming in. Let everything we do be to the glory of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, have we prayed. Amen. Amen. any inquiries or contribution you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight 
or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback. of truth. This is the station where many are blessed through series of messages. And so today you are going to be blessed because the Lord is about to cause a change in your life. We are going to look at one other wonderful message today entitled Playing with the Fires of Hell, Part 1. Wherever you are, I want you to bow your heads as we seek the Lord in prayer. Loving Father, we thank you for today. As we are about to hear you speak to us, grant us the opportunity, grant us the strength, the understanding of your words, so at the end of the day we can feel your presence in our life. Thanks for answered prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. The story is told as recorded in Judges chapter 16, verse 1 through 17. Because of time, I cannot read all this unto you. But if you have time to read the scripture, Judges 16, verse 1 to 17, it tells the story of something. Now, the story of something ranks among the most fascinating Bible stories. One can see the great potentials of a life under the power of the Holy Spirit. If you take the life and the promises that are associated with the birth and the life and ministry of Samson into consideration. B. He was to be a savior of his nation. If you have not read before about Samson, 
It is in the Bible, Judges 16. He was born with full of promises from the Lord, and he was supposed to be the savior of his nation. What happened to Samson? Sin in his life changed God's plan and ruined Samson's life. That was what happened. Sin took charge of his life and it changed God's plan and ruined Samson's life. You see, if you are a called and a chosen one of God and you do not allow the Lord to guide you, to lead you, you end up changing the plans of God and you ruin your life. Now what happens? The loss of the eye and the loss of the flesh became his master. A life of great success, a life of great possibilities became a spectacle of sin and ruination. Playing with the fires of hell. What are we talking about? Let us look at something before his fall. A. His birth, according to Judges 13 verse 1 to 5, was foretold by the angel of the Lord. Only two of other births outside of the birth of Christ were foretold by an angel. One, the birth of Isaac, as recorded in Genesis 18. And then two, the birth of John the Baptist, as recorded in Luke chapter 1, verse 13. You see, Samson had God-fearing parents, as recorded in Judges 13, verse 9. Samson was moved by the Holy Spirit. You know, that made him a man of power. There are a lot of evidences that show the unusual power of the man called Samson. Now, Samson, after all... He played with the fires of hell. When in Judges 14, 1, we are told that he saw a woman. Then 2, we are told that something happened to him. And that was so great, it affected his life. You know, that was what happened to King David and his son Solomon. As recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 2. He urged with the parents, thinking they are old-fashioned and outdated and that they cannot give him any good advice. He found a woman and the parents advised him not to go in for that woman. But he did not listen to them. What happened? He said that something went down. He went down and talked with a Philistine woman and she pleased him. That is what happened in the days of Noah. We are told in Genesis chapter 6 verse 1 to 6. Where they gave themselves into marriages, into people who do not share the same faith with them, and many terrible things happened to them afterwards. And so it was in the life of Samson. He said, Then he went down and saw there a harlot, as recorded in Judges chapter 16, verse 1. You see, the picture is clear, if you please. It's like a man of God going down to see a harlot. Yes, we can talk about Samson as a man of God because he was called, he was anointed, he was supposed to defend the angels of God and to be the savior of his people. So why not? Why can't we look at him as a man of God? And so if you like, look at a picture like a man of God going to see a hallowed. How will you look at it? What will you think about this? He said, near the hallowed bed are thousands of devils waiting to wake Samson's downfall. 
But he did not know. Why were they there? They were there to entice him and to see where his great strength lies. She brought so many techniques, so many steps, so many ways. She employed all those tactics so that she will find out the weaknesses or the powers of this man of God. So she had been loyal to her nation, pressed him day after day until he gave away the secret of his strength and his life. As you are listening to me, maybe God has chosen you to be a special person, a special vessel, a special messenger. The Lord has chosen you to be a channel by which his blessings will flow into the life of other people. But what are you doing with that choice that the Lord has made? As you are hearing me, I want you to examine yourself and see what good potentials you have in you and how have you employed the use of those potentials. Another time we shall look at the second part of this message. But for now, I say, be on the watch and know who you are. Why don't we dedicate our lives unto the Lord today so that he will bless and guide us? The Lord be with you. The Lord touch you. The Lord strengthen you. The Lord open your eyes. The Lord lead you and guide you in every decision and choice that you make so that you will not go astray. I pray that you forgive if you have already done that and may he guide you in the next choice you make in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm so happy that today you have made it to listen again. You've been listening to the program Moment of Truth on Adventist World Radio. I pray that the Lord will bless you. And another time, we shall meet. I am your pastor, Grace Question Lambert. Goodbye and see you. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. A-W-R, Ghana. Voice of I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>